So his point, and I never got this, the quickest way to change a person's behavior is to change their paradigm. Now, here's another example. It almost brings me to tears every time I retell this story. And it's it's Covey's story. I don't know if he witnessed this in person or not. He's on a subway. Or, yeah, we'll go with that. He's on a subway. He oversees this man on a subway with two kids. The kids are kind of rowdy. They're dressed up, but they're bouncing all over the subway. There's a man reading a paper, and they keep brushing up against him. They hit his newspaper. Kids are kind of running around, goofing off. This man reading the paper is getting noticeably angry. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grumberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Today we have an epic, I tend to say this a lot, an epic MBM, and I cannot believe we haven't covered this. <laughs> this is fairly massive paradigms. Before we go there, I should have scratched this down. My GTR, I guess I'll hit you with this on the fly. It looks like I'm doing the rim to rim to rim. R2R2R, I think if you Google that, you'll see what that's all about. We did this in 2019, just before COVID, with a group of guys, a great group, largely from EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, that's where I met Shay. If you haven't read his book, What the Fire Ignited, it's a phenomenal book. He's a phenomenal man. The reason I mention him is not only is he in my... Uh, latest book, Everything is an Effing Story, but I met him on this trip, and it, it was just mind-blowing, the fact, so you, you learn, you find out that he's, um, at eight, he was... He was basically doused with some lighter fluid or gasoline, and then this lady thought she was putting out a hornet's nest, decided to then throw a match on top of it, and burned two kids almost nearly to death. Fast forward to 2019, I meet this this man, Shay, and he's going to trek through the Grand Canyon, north, excuse me, south rim to north rim, and we stay the night, sleep a few hours, and then it's right back north to south. All totaled, it is approximately 50 miles, 25 each way, and 15,000 feet of uh, climbing elevation. So he's doing this as a burn victim, and not only is he doing it, he's it's not an official race. He's the first guy to finish. 
So this is my GTR. It's a long way to say uh, I'm doing it again. Unfortunately, he's tapping out. He's taking his family to Italy. But we have a great, even larger group, and uh, my training has started, which <laughs> involves a lot of running up hills, which is super fun. There's my GTR, my good things report for those who are new here. Today, we're going to talk about paradigms, and I cannot believe, speaking of runs, I've mentioned this to to my fellow longtime listeners that I will listen to content not once, not twice, not six times. I mean, I have it on random, so uh but over years it's it's probably hundreds of times. And despite that, I never picked up this message that I will get to, but I'm not going to start with it. So so Covey, Stephen Covey, is talking about paradigms. And to reset this, I want to go to, I went to Etymology Online. And I love to look at the origins of words and find the source of their meaning, like the root meaning. And it turns out to be quite fascinating. And certainly where we're going. It says late uh, 15th century, an example, a model uh, from late Latin, paradigma. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Pattern, example, especially in grammar um, from Greek, paradigma, spelled slightly different. Pattern, model, precedent, example. Exhibit to represent, literally show side by side. And then it says later in the 20th century, it started to be used more specific in philosophical sense. Paradigms, shifting a person's paradigm may be the very best way to change their behavior. And now you're going, what the hell is he talking about? This doesn't make sense. Hang on. So when I wrote The Habit Factor, it was about changing behavior to form habits and to become aware of habits. And a simple one-day-at-a-time process to follow this PAR methodology. Plan, act, record, reassess. To look at habits, not as negative, smoking, drinking, drugs, which was the predominant association or connotation, particularly back at that time, but to look at habit as a neutral force. It's not good. It's not bad. It's, you could, <laughs> you can liken it to Star Wars. It's the force. How are you going to use it? There's the dark side. There's the light side. But it begins with awareness, looking at your habits differently. You are a product of your habits. I am a product of my habits. So all of a sudden, that's paradigm shifting. Holy crap. These things that are happening automatically, we can intentionally craft them. We do not have to be a victim of the habit loop. 
right? We have intention, we have a reflection. So that's paradigm shifting. And with the intent to change behavior, then we go to the pressure paradox. And there are experts, air quotes, saying, literally saying, like quoted out of their 300-page book, that pressure is the enemy of success, which we know is impossible. Because right over my shoulders, Abraham Lincoln, who endured some of the most significant pressure that anybody's ever endured, a divided nation, and uh, I believe, ultimately, if not hundreds of thousands, I think it was millions of casualties. That's pressure. So is he is he successful because of that or despite that? And the only reason he's regarded, I would submit to you, one of the premier reasons he's regarded as uh, the greatest president ever is because of this intense pressure. And you could go down the list, whether it's Gandhi or Mandela. So, so all of a sudden, the pressure paradox is paradigm shifting. Let's look at pressure differently. And by the way, exact same, exact same message at a 30,000 foot level, which is pressure is neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. And you certainly can't avoid it. So you might as well learn about it and figure out how to manage it. Now, there are some great athletes who've spun it all the way to, like Martina Navratilova, Martina Navra, <laughs> once I say that, I can't say it correctly. Martina Navratilova. <laughs> There's a uh, sports guy who says his name like that. Martina Navratilova. Um, so Martina says that pressure is a privilege. In fact, I think she titled a book like that. Martina Navratilova. There we go. Close enough. All right. So the habit factor, stick with me, is paradigm shifting. The pressure paradox is paradigm shifting. I don't know this. This isn't what I'm going after. I'm just so focused on habit and how to uh, expose habit for what it really is. And then the same with pressure. And then I write, uh, I guess I write, or this book writes itself, the everything is a freaking story. And now... It's the same idea that the paradigm shift is we don't think like we think we think. We don't think in sentences. We don't, <laughs> we, we're, so what's an example? A cat sees a bird and thinks maybe food, bird, or kill. One word sentence. We see a bird and we can concoct a story and we do it instantly. Oh my God, that's a beautiful bird. It reminds me of the bird I saw when I was at Mary's farm back in the 60s. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We, we, it's thought 2.0. We, 
which somebody says something and we have this whole story of this person's this, they came from this, you know, it's the old judging a book by its cover. We concoct a story based on what we're seeing and it could be completely off. So we don't think in simple sentences, we think in terms of story, in terms of narratives. So now when you put them all together, a quick timeout to say thank you very much for checking out the show. I hope you've subscribed on iTunes. Speaking of subscribe, you can subscribe for free, for free. Just head over to Habits 2 Goals with the number two, Habits number two goals.substack.com. We are now in season 11, and Substack is really cool. It's our new host. We can have articles. We can have premium content. Again, you can subscribe for free. Um, we're even developing a community. There's going to be a chat, etc. So, Head over to habits2goals.substack.com and subscribe for free. All right, back to the show. That's why it's a trilogy. Strangely enough, the last book should have been the first book, but I didn't know there was a trilogy, and I certainly didn't know there was three books, let alone one. So here's what happens. A model emerges. A behavior model emerges. What did I just say? A behavior model emerges. Why does this matter? What did I just say the definition or the etymology is? <laughs> I basically said it's a model. Here we go again. Uh, a typical example, a pattern of something, a model. So as I'm completing this, and I don't necessarily, I'm not thinking about this. I just want to be very clear. But what I get excited about one day, 15 years later, after I wrote, I began writing the first book, is I see, and it's technically not 15 years, it's more like in the middle of the second book, I realized there was this model, a behavior model. And we just call it the three circles of behavior ecosystem, which, by the way, is another paradigm shifting aspect. Why does this matter? Well, so Covey goes on to say the fastest way, and yes, all this lead up was necessary. The fastest way to change a person's behavior is to change their paradigm. And you're still saying, I don't get it. I don't know what this means. I don't care about the three books. I don't care about the model. <laughs> That's okay. Except for you're going to want to care about the model. Because when you look at this model, what you realize is in the center circle is behaviors, habits, and skills. And by the way, habits and skills are just refined, in the case of good habits, behaviors. So here's a quick example. 
you're working at a company and we'll go back to like one of my first jobs. I was, I was selling Macs. So I'm on the floor and I'm a Mac guy and I'm just sales guy and I'm 21 or something. So I'm just selling. Actually, I think I'm a little older, but we'll go with that. 21, 22, 23. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I get a raise. I'm doing a good job, and the manager says, now you're a manager of the Mac area. You're in charge. All of a sudden, my behavior... Now, this isn't always the case, but what's the story in my head? And the story is you're a manager. you got to set a good example. Here's another example. For those of you who've had children, before, and, and Cubby uses this, before you had a kid, did you not see the world differently? Just, just the way you saw it, the way you approach things. As soon as you have a child, everything, air quotes, changes. You see things differently. You approach things differently. So his point, and I never got this, the quickest way to change a person's behavior is to change their paradigm. Now, here's another example. It almost brings me to tears every time I retell this story. And it's it's Cubby's story. I don't know if he witnessed this in person or not. He's on a subway. Or, yeah, we'll go with that. He's on a subway. He oversees this man on a subway with two kids. The kids are kind of rowdy. They're dressed up, but they're bouncing all over the subway. There's a man reading a paper. And they keep brushing up against him. They hit his newspaper. Kids are kind of running around, goofing off. This man reading the paper is getting noticeably angry. Um, he looks up at the father. The father's disengaged. His head's down. And the kids are like screaming. Now they're making noise. They're playing tag. They hit him again. He throws down his paper. He looks up at the guy, the father, and says, Hey, can you control your kids, please? And, and the, the guy, the father with his head down looks up. And says, oh, I'm sorry. He's just totally dazed. He says, I, I didn't realize that. My apologies. We just came back from their mother's funeral. I can't say that story without getting emotional. I'm sorry. We just came back. From the mother's funeral. Now, what do you think happens to the guy who's reading the newspaper? His, his paradigm has shifted immediately. 
You think he's angry about the kids who are disturbing him? And the man who's not engaged or mindful of his kids? He's now he's like, he doesn't even know what to say. So these are examples of how as soon as the way we see things, the way we understand things, the way we interpret them changes, as soon as the, that changes, our behaviors have the potential and the impetus and the direction to change. So now, and by the way, I've heard this a thousand times, but I'd never looked at it <laughs> relative to the work I have done over 15 plus years. And without knowing it, I have been working hard to produce a model that shifts paradigms on multiple levels all for the purpose. I mean, the model itself is simply there to help someone understand their behavior and how they can direct it, control it, modify it. And once they understand the model, their paradigm shifts just by understanding the model itself. Then you have the sub text or the subcontext of each book. So you have the habit factor, you have the pressure paradox, and you have everything is a freaking story. You, bu- <laughs> you, you can bundle those all up or you can take them separately. The point of all of this is it's incredible validation in a very strange way that and something I didn't understand that my work here all along has been to help people see and understand their behaviors differently, to shift their paradigm so they can intentionally craft the behaviors, the habits that support their goals. So I know that was a long and meandering somewhat process to get here, but it's very critical to understand the implications of paradigm, how you see the world. So now the questions become, and I'm out of time, maybe we'll pick this up in uh, part two or three if we go that route. But now the question is, well, what, what other paradigms do I need, right, to support your goals, to change your behaviors. The first is, once you understand this model, is to believe, which is why half my work begins with this idea of belief, to believe that you can change it, that it's worthwhile to change it, that you're responsible to change it. You're a creature. You're a creator. So that's it. Study this (laughs) three circles model that we have produced and then your, your paradigm will shift and you will understand, knock on wood, clearly that you can direct, control, manage, and create 
and align the habits that support your goals. All right, my friends, that is it. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two two things you should consider doing. One, go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So, Go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template or just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe, you get each episode downloaded automatically. That will save you time. It (laughs) It will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing and make sure you begin tracking. See ya.